It's 8 o'clock. It's Friday night. It's time for Mutiny's Comedy Clubhouse here on MutinyRadio.fm. I am not your host tonight, Pam Benjamin. I'm heading out to the All Out Theater in Oakland, but I hope that you are here right now listening to this show. We've got some great guys coming up. Going to do some awesome comedy for you tonight. It's going to be guest hosted by Nick Scarpino. And we're going to get started with the Comedy Clubhouse in just a moment. Thanks for tuning in to MutinyRadio.fm. Check. Check, 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 check. Mutiny Radio, how are we feeling tonight? Make some noise, people. First stripper coming to the stage is Charity. I always feel when I host that I have the I should be a stripper announcer. Do you know what I mean? I did the sweet spot the other day and I was like, I could I could do this for a living. Chastity coming to the stage. All right, never mind. Forget about it, Kaiser. How are you feeling tonight? This is all about you. Yeah? This is warm up for another one of your shows that you have later. You're going to be our first comic up, and you pretty much host everything. Always. I used to, I tried to give my mics away, and then other people are like, oh, please. We don't want, we don't want your mics, and here's why, because you run them too well. We can't be degenerates. 
We can't be degenerates if you are going to run uh, your mic so well and be a responsible human being. I didn't get into comedy to be responsible or make money or sleep or not have tremendous amounts of anxiety or not drink a lot of caffeine, booze, and or other substances. Do you understand me? Yeah. Cool. Let's do some jokes. Let's do some jokes. Roman, how you feeling? I'm doing great, buddy. Great. Glad to see you. I'm glad to see you, too. I haven't seen you in a while. And uh, I can't remember the last time I saw you, which is how good our relationship is, I think. When's the last time we saw each other? Yesterday. Girl, I did see you yesterday. The local Starbucks. Uh, for those of you listening at home, uh, we have an audience of all comedians. So we're going to have some fun tonight. I'm going to do some material, and then I'm going to introduce a couple comics. And then I'm randomly going to point at people, and they're going to come up and do comedy for each other. And I will say this also. There's a little bit of a treat in here for anyone that wants it. The person who has the best roast of someone else in this room gets everything that's in here. Listen to it. That is not dice. These are not those stupid dice from Solo. Do you see what I'm saying? I knew Kaiser would get that joke. All right, let's try comedy. How about that? Anyone married in here? No. You are? How long have you been married for? Good for you. Congratulations. Do you love it still? Is it everything you hoped it would be? No. <laughs> it just gets worse. He's nodding for the audience now. Now, actually, uh, I, I have, I'm celebrating my seven-year wedding anniversary coming up, which is usually when people clap for me, but you're all heathens. Clap. Clap for love. Yeah, one of the other comics the other day uh, was, was getting married, and he was like, dude, what's the secret to a, a successful marriage? Like, how do you keep your sex life interesting? Do you, like, do you send your wife dick pics? And I was like, do I send my wife of seven years dick pics? No, no, I don't do that. Okay, if I sent my wife a dick pic, she would send me back the grocery list to Trader Joe's. That's what I would get. Thank you for that just light grumble of a laugh, Jack. What I appreciate is that you didn't even bother to stop chewing whatever you're eating to laugh at that bad joke. You just kind of like grumble through it. This guy's opening up a fucking package of goldfish right now. What are those, some knock-off, like, or Girl Scout cookies that you got because you're high as shit? It's way better than Girl Scout cookies. Bullshit, man. There's nothing high. There's no, there, dude, Girl Scout cookies are so high quality, they only happen once a year. They're like the pumpkin spice of cookies. Give me one. Well, I can't. I'm doing comedy right now. I'm going to get one in a second. I'm going to get one in a second. On to my next joke. I was traveling in... Uh, to Denmark recently. I was in Denmark, and I didn't realize how patriotic I was until I went to another country. When I was on the train, and I sat in the wrong compartment. I didn't realize this. I was just having fun with my wife. We're on vacation, and I sat down, and this old train conductor comes up to us, and he checks our tickets, and he looks at my ticket, and then he points to the sign above, and he says, what does that say? And it said, first class. And he goes, what does your ticket say? And I was like, oh, shit. It says, main cabin. And the guy looked at me, and he goes, fucking Trump's America. And the words that came out of my mouth, I've never said before, and I'll probably never say again. I looked that old man in the eye and I said, sir, that is not what your people were saying when we saved your asses in WW2. <laughs> okay, a couple things about me, though, real quick. One, uh, I'm from San Francisco. I did not vote for Trump, and I don't plan on voting for Trump. And two, I have no idea what side Denmark was on in WW2. No idea. <laughs> Uh, but I said that shit with confidence, like an American should. The other thing, too, is like, I don't, there's literally nothing Donald Trump can do to get me to vote for him. Well, actually, almost nothing. Like, honestly, if he brought back plastic straws, I would consider it. Yeah, I would consider it. Because fuck this shit right here. Do you see this paper straw? Like, I know racism's bad, but like, paper straws is bad, too, right? 
Okay, that's a terrible job. We're just trying that out, everyone, because we're in the safe circle, right? We're in the safe space. We're in the safe space. Uh, I'll say one more thing, and then I'll bring up your next comedian. Um, there's something in this city that I've been that, that that I think we really need to talk about, right? And I think it's the biggest problem that faces the city right now. And what am I talking about? That's right, the Mrs. Doubtfire House. Are you familiar with this place? Do you know that the house? They filmed Mrs. That, that he lives in and Mrs. Doubtfire is in this city. It's in my neighborhood. And I know that because literally every time I drive by it, there are 40 ridiculously overweight tourists that are just taking pictures of themselves in front of it. And not only that, but they literally like write letters to Robin Williams and like leave them on people's doorstep. That's people's doorstep. And these people don't, that live there aren't Robin Williams. They have nothing to do. So imagine these people, every time they come out of their house, they're confronted with suicide notes like love of suicide notes. And I think that's super inappropriate. I think it would be more appropriate if they like went to the belt factory that ro No, okay, we're gonna stop. We're gonna stop right there. <laughs> we're gonna stop right there. But I just, I'm just saying, if, you, if, you're, if you're listening to my voice on the radio or in the, in the podcast sphere, and you're thinking to yourself, we're gonna go to San Francisco and see some stuff. There's a lot of other things you could see, right? The Golden Gate Bridge, that's one of them, right? Golden Gate Park, that's another one. You know they have a buffalo in Golden Gate Park? That's fantastic. You can see Knob Hill, they do, right? You can see Knob Hill, that's awesome. Pack Heights, fantastic shopping there, right? No, what do these people do? They go, you know what we're gonna do? I got a great idea. Let's go to Denny's, and then let's go see the Doubtfire House, and then let's go right back to Denny's. That's what these people do. Just get some culture. Like your first comedian, ladies and gentlemen, is the most cultured man I have ever met in my entire life. He runs his open mic. He runs every open mic in the city. So if you want any stage time whatsoever, I would consider buddy buddying up to him right now. Uh, please st start clapping right now for my dear friend Kaiser Lieb. Get up here. Get up here, buddy. You could just tell me that any house was the Mrs. Doubtfire house. And I wouldn't know that you were wrong. Like, this this is the Mrs. Doubtfire house right here. The Mutiny Radio. It doesn't even have to be in San Francisco. Was that movie even in San Francisco? I don't know. The Full House houses are here. I know, it's a good, no, it's a good movie, but I don't know what city or state anything was. I thought that the Scientology church that's here in San Francisco, I thought that was like the one, like the real one. Turns out, <laughs> turns out the real one is in Los Angeles, where the entertainment industry is. That's where you put your entertainment industry-centric cult. You could tell me that Mission was the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and I would just be like, oh, yeah, cool. I don't know things. This is California, right? Yeah. Okay. That's why you don't have any fucking plastic straws. <laughs> Sucks for you. I'm from Montana. Anybody else? No? You're full of... Don't woo for that. You woo when you're from the... Pl I, the way that I know I'm from Montana is that I have an accent. Anybody figure this out? Okay. The lid of the house keeps the rain off. Snow piles up. What do you call that? Yeah, you do call that the... If you fucking Californians. Or how about the, the part of the tree that goes underground, drinks water? What do you call that? It's like... Yeah, you do call them roots. Them are roots. How about what does a dog say? Dogs do not talk, you stupid. Four people are laughing right now, Jack. This is how you do comedy. Babies are stupid, huh? 
Babies give terrible investing advice. Have you ever listened to a baby talk? Like, baba, goog. Yeah, okay, we're in the middle of a trade war with China. I'm going to invest in a Chinese company. We're at the height of a tech bubble. I'm going to invest in the search leader, stupid baby. He's like, wee. They pulled their IPO. WeWork is not ever going to be a publicly traded. And they all dress the same, too, right? Babies, they look the same. Oh, you have a large head. There's a small body. Congratulate. Try some originality. Stupid babies. Babies are just fide-eye tech bros miniaturized, right? Exactly the same thing. I think the reason that people have babies is because they're stupid. They economize poorly. Babies, if they want to be here, they should start helping out with the rent, maybe get a job. You ever see that? The people are like, oh, but they don't have motor skills. They can't do things. What you do is... You get like the little baby onesie, but on the front of it is a dust mop, right? The baby crawls around, it cleans the floor. It's like a little baby Roomba. Actually, don't have, don't have a baby, just buy a Roomba. It is cheaper in the long, later on the baby is gonna wanna go to college. Can you imagine if the Roomba wanted to go to college? It's like 18 years is just sitting there just cleaning your floor peacefully one day. It's just like, Mom, I want to go to college. And you're like, this is very weird. What do you want to study? And the room is like, I want to study art history. And you're like, well, where did I go wrong? This is a... Roomba goes to school, studies with its advanced AI and pathfinding algorithms, graduates top of its class, realizes that there are no jobs for art history majors, whether or not you are a sentient vacuum cleaner. The Roomba has to go get a job at like Starbucks or something. From your stony glares, I can see that you have a job at like Starbucks or something. The Roomba hanging out there for like two weeks. The manager calls into the office. It's like, hey, Roomba, we got to talk. Your work area is very clean, but you don't have any hands. And so you have made zero cups of coffee and we're going to have to fire you. And the Roomba goes home and is just sitting in his charging station all depressed. I guess we should have expected that, right? Because when you're a Roomba, everything sucks. See, because the joke is that the vacuum cleaner produces suction. You guys on the internet cannot hear how much these people all just laughed, but they died. Jack Ferguson is holding his head in his hands at my comedic brilliance. For the longest time, I thought that I was only turned on by strippers. Right? Like, I would be having sex with my girlfriend, and I'm like, this is the saddest direction that I have mustered this month. What is going on here? Right? I was getting a lap dance this one time, and I realized it's the smell, right? I went to my grandma's house, and I was, I was pleasuring my, and the lotion that she, it's the same, lo, it's body lotion, guys. That's the thing. The problem, I don't, how do you ask your grandma where she buys the, hey, where do you get that? Is <laughs> not a conversation you want to have.
No, she uh, she recently she moved from what was her bedroom into what was my grandpa's bedroom before he died, right? And I'm not sure what exactly was the rationale behind this decision. The beds are the same, but it has saved me the awkwardness of jerking off in my dead grandfather's bed when I go to visit. But it has created the awkwardness of jerking off in my still-alive grandma's <laughs> former bed. No, but uh, my mom was hot, though. I don't mean in like an Oedipus complex way, because if you have been listening, I would much rather have sex with my grandmother. Now, I have to be really careful when I tell that joke. One time I told that joke at this open mic, and this lady at the bar came after, uh, she came up to me, she's like, I would like to buy this handsome young man a drink. And I don't know what is older than a cougar, but she was that, man. She was, she was like a saber-toothed tiger. <laughs> Except she didn't have her dentures in, so she was like a saber-no-tooth-having tiger, right? It sounds like I'm saying negative things about this woman. I'm not. <laughs> she, she, was, she was really cool. She told me about the time she gave a handjob to Herbert Hoover in the White House. Plus, like I said, she didn't have any teeth. No, but babies are stupid, though. Ba babies, <laughs> babies are just tiny immigrants from the future. And sure, right now, they just want, like, a handout and free health care. But y you know later on they're going to be stealing jobs from hardworking millennials. We should build a really tiny wall. I do everything I can to avoid producing babies. I practice uh, personality-based contraception. You guys are out there wasting money on condoms and pills, and I'm just this way. <laughs> I am like if the Walmart t-shirt section fucked a MacBook Pro. <laughs> the only thing that's cool about me is that I can make robots. My girlfriend, though, she is a sex machine. That's right, I built her out of electric motors that I bought on the internet. She is super hot. But someday I'm gonna fix that cooling issue. I love you too. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for laughing with me tonight. I want you to make it nice and loud for Nick Scarpino. Keep it going for Kaiser. That, uh, that concludes our dad joke portion of the show. And now we're going to enter into our does he have a job, dirty uncle uh, portion of the show. By uh, Roma, you ready? Are you coming up next? That's right. You've been over there writing like you're taking notes for some sort of like official Senate hearing. So I expect to just hear some sort of hotness come out of you. What? You want me to tell him to fuck off? I'll t I don't mind telling an audience member to fuck off. Don't do it. I love your laugh. I love your look. Me? Fair point. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. Please start clapping now for my friend, Roman Leo. Oh, yay, the internet. What's up, nerds? Oh, what, did I offend some jocks in the audience? Um, of course not. You guys are too tough to be offended. Um, hey. Uh, this is AF. 
Yes. Uh, fuck yes. Yes, avocado. This is pretty cool. If I, I would be crying right now if we were all friends. Like I just made like seven friends. I would be overwhelmed. <laughs> you know? I, I hope that we're, we're friends someday. But you shouldn't, I feel like you shouldn't make friends that, you know, fast. Like I don't know any of you. Um, well, you know, we know a lot about Kaiser <laughs> fake incel. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> Everybody gets laid now. They have it's the, they made apps. They made sure. You have to have such a terrible, terrible, terrible personality for, as a man <laughs> to not get laid. Is that what your joke was? Um, sorry. I was going to say it over there, but I thought that would be rude. <laughs> um, yeah, I came here to, uh, to do stuff out of my notebook. Um, right? I should cheer up. I just, I had to delete a bunch of tweets off my Twitter. I edited it about five years ago, and it was fine. And then I went back and looked again just recently, and I was like, "Damn, times have changed." Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I've edited my Twitter multiple times to like cover my tracks. You know, things are evolving. I kind of enjoy that. I'm pretty old. Uh, uh, my driving instructor uh, smoked a cigar in the car while. Yeah, that's how old I am. Um, mm -hmm. so I think we did everything from that page. Uh, I don't, <laughs> I, I feel like, uh, let's see, I, I just went to Modesto to do stand-up comedy and, um, I get uncomfortable in a bar in Modesto because there'll be a bunch of guys in there and they look just like me, but for real. Like, I, don't, I feel like I don't have that much of a creepy face unless I'm, like, looking at you through a fence, you know? Like, <laughs> playing a violin or something through a fence. Uh, wouldn't that be weird? This is a great bunch, right? I'm going to call you fist bump from now on. Um, all right, we got orange hat, fist bump, slouchy. I'm not going to take the time to learn all your names. <laughs> Uh, I feel like the president. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was also on the list. Uh, I, have a, I have a vasectomy, which is weird. The weirdest part is that uh, my 24-year-old roommate, Tim, has one too. And uh, I drove him to Kaiser to get one. I'm not <laughs> I mean, it makes sense for me, but, uh, you know, I guess I just had to hold his hand. He was afraid. And... Uh, now he's sterile. Um, and he asked me, he was like, do you still come after a vasectomy, bro? And I was <laughs> <laughs> My roommates are very stupid. Anyway, uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, you still come. It's just like, it doesn't have any sperm. It's like diet cum. Like, cum, cum zero. Uh, that one's actually funny. Yeah. I feel like I look like I get my hair cut at Guitar Center. Uh, I told them I'll have the Gibson Flying V. Uh, I fell over on a, a Lime scooter recently. You ever fall off a Lime scooter? Uh, I thought it was cool to ride it like as if 
uh, on a snowboard with both feet facing in the same direction. And what happens is if you look over your shoulder, the whole thing goes out from under you. And you have to ride a lime scooter like a duck. That's a story that does well at parties. Um, <laughs> yeah, the great thing about doing stand-up is that uh, no matter how many times you do it, it feels the same. Um, <laughs> Okay, that was all that stuff that I managed to cobble together before the Kaiser ended his set. Um, it's hella chill in here, dude. Uh, I get most of my advice from video games. Uh, for instance, uh, try harder, you'll enjoy it more. That was uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, it's just a random thought. Um, I'm tired, alcohol makes me tired, marijuana makes me tired, pizza makes me tired, <laughs> right? You can't, you gotta eat the entire pizza. I have that problem with chips too, right? Who can else can make a pizza last like after midnight? I can't, I'm like a weird gremlin of uh, pizza. Um. It's it's okay. There nobody can see us. <laughs> is that a that's ah it's an art. Um, what the fuck is that? Is it like some swords or something? Can anybody? Uh, we find, I don't know. The this. It's, art. it's just art. Yeah, there's some like hella dull swords or something. And somebody was trying to make a salad and gave up. Uh, so originally from Cleveland and uh, growing up in Cleveland was great. My first memory was I knocked out a tooth because I decided to find out what it was like to run with my eyes closed. Anybody else? First memories in the crowd? Um, you saw a caterpillar. That's pretty cool. What, uh, what was it doing? Crawling. Huh. Could have been eating. You chose crawling. That's a solid. So you were like, oh shit, this caterpillar is just like me. <laughs> I too know how to crawl. Um, all right, that didn't work. Um, uh, yeah. I think it's pretty fucked up that the, the San Francisco is putting a suicide barrier on the Golden Gate Bridge. You know, like, what are they going to make the fucking tourists watch a guy jump into a net, <laughs> climb up and jump again? Is that the point? I don't know. I think that's fucked up. I think that Bay Bridge maybe deserves one too. Um, right? Why do I have to go all the way? No. Um, <laughs> I, I hate my jokes. I just wanted to come here and tell you guys that. Uh, the old ones, especially. Then the old ones before that. Never get a. Uh, remember, like, uh, remember, like, like one of those weird hand jobs. You ever get this one? Yeah, everybody has, and you're just like, man, somebody enjoys this. Like, <laughs> this person like learned that from another person, and this is what's wrong with America. I think you know what I mean. Like, there's people out there. Like, people are dumber. I like to give people the benefit of the doubt, but sometimes, you know, you get a hand job. 
like that. I don't know. Uh, I'm super hungover. That doesn't help. I'm performing for comedians is tough. Just because you guys are so much funnier than me. <laughs> I don't know. We should all do a show together sometime. <laughs> That was great. That was like, the, the best part about doing shows here is like, this space is so small for how empty it can feel. You know, it just, it's such a small space for how little everyone is laughing all the time. Uh, your final uh, booked comedian of the night uh, is, is a dear, dear friend of mine. I feel like I've known him. I met him about five minutes ago, but I feel like I've known him for at least 15 minutes. Please start clapping now uh, for Jack Ferguson. There What a warm intro, man. Give it up for Nick. Give it up for Roman. Give it up for Kaiser. Don't give it up because you guys are comedians and you don't need to. You've seen through the ruse of just trying to raise the energy in the room. Uh... What is it like? Uh, my grandma got cremated. She died. She got cremated. We didn't just cremate her, but uh, <laughs> she... She got cremated recently, and what is it about like burning people that makes it okay to just put them anywhere? You know, <laughs> like you cremate someone, you can go spread their ashes on like a public beach, but you could never just put your grandma's body on a public beach. You know, like the families would be like, "Oh my God!" You'd be like, "Don't worry, this is what she wanted in her will." Uh, we, we spread our ashes on a beach, and I stayed a little bit after, and there was no one there when we did it, but uh, later, about an hour later, a uh, family came, and I watched a four-year-old child make a sandcastle out of my grandma, <laughs> and that is the circle of life. Uh, I, d I thought about telling them, but I felt like telling them would have just made it work you know made it work and so now this kid's probably haunted but um i don't know the guy who who invented frisbees had himself cremated and put inside of a frisbee when he died which is i think what you want to do as well right like that sort of fits your temperament i think frisbees uh <laughs> that's a pretty crazy thing to do though put your ashes inside of a frisbee like can you imagine like how nauseous his ghost must be <laughs> just you know, do you think his relatives are actually playing frisbee with with him? Just <laughs> we miss him so much. <laughs> hey, whoa! Can I? Uh, well, I probably won't use that. <laughs> it was a good good comment though. Anyone who's ever owned a frisbee too knows that you, like you can't own a frisbee for more than two months. You know, you're going to throw it in a tree or <laughs> over a fence or something. you got to go home then and tell your mom that you threw grandpa on a lake. Um, be a tough conversation. And then, like, you say you throw it in a tree and then you lose the Frisbee. And then some other group of kids just stumbles upon a haunted Frisbee. And it's just the worst beginning of this joke that you've heard before. <laughs> oh, man. I think about death a lot, though. I think I want to... I want to buy a hearse and drive a hearse around because nobody's going to get mad at a hearse for cutting them off in traffic. You know, <laughs> like you could be doing 70 in a school zone and they'd be like, damn, I hope he gets to the funeral in time. That would be, sounds like it, he's 
late. It's important. All right. Cool. What do you think about AirPods, Roman? Um, do you have them? I feel like people don't realize it's a brand. Yeah. It's kind of a status symbol too, right? Like you wear them and you're, people could tell you're rich because you could afford a $40. Is it, it like people, it, you look rich wearing them, but they're not that much more expensive where, than regular headphones. I think they're worse too. Like wearing a pair of AirPods is like wearing two monocles instead of regular glasses, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Fuck. I'm bipolar, guys. Surprise. Yeah. Don't clap too loud. I might freak out, you know? <laughs> you got to watch yourself. Uh, it's funny because mo- like, scientists don't know why people are bipolar. They don't know what the cause is. So I get to make up my own when people ask me, you know? Like, hey, like, do you know what caused it? Oh, man. Drank too much carbonated water as a kid. <laughs> All those bubbles popping close to my brain. <laughs> it really shook things up in there, you know? Got to watch out for that. People say annoying stuff too. People ask me about school shootings because most of the people who commit them are, you know, have mental illness. And uh, I don't know what they expect me to say, right? Like, just because I have the same mental illness, I'm not like rooting for these people. You know, I'm not going to have a different response than you. I feel about school shootings the same way that I think Islamic people feel about 9 11. Yeah. Uh, you know, I want people to know that it's not my group that's responsible, right? It's the Jews. What do you think? Yay, nay. Someone charged the stage on me for telling that joke once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They stopped right. They stopped right in front of the stage, and they weren't even Jewish, because Jewish people wouldn't do that. But they <laughs> they stopped like right here. It's like if you're going to be threatening, you have to come up on stage, you know. That was, yeah, it's just, it's ergonomics. (laughs) That's what it is, right, Sean? Ergonomics? He's an ergonomist. He's he's an (laughs) ergonomicist. Okay, all right. Back to jokes, back to jokes, back to jokes. Uh, I've been to the psych ward, too. That was an interesting experience. I went against my will, which means that uh, I was manic. I was fully manic. And uh, they were like, you're sick. You need to go to the hospital. And I was like, I'm Christ. I will not be detained. You know? And then they tased me and uh, took me to the hospital. And it was different in there than you might expect it to be. There were uh, like undergraduate med students who would tour the facility and uh, as part of their education. And they'd try to talk to me. And so they'd sit down and I'd be like, oh, what are you in for? And they'd say, no, I'm just a med student. I'm just visiting. And then I'd be like, yeah, that's what they told me too. Yeah. You ever seen Shutter Island? You're going to be here forever, man. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes people uh, like don't understand. They'll be like, I'll tell them I'm bipolar. And they'll be like, oh, I think I have a friend who's bipolar. Be like, really? Is he diagnosed? And they'll be like, No, he's just like he's a dick to everyone. It's like that's not even that's not even a symptom, you know. (laughs) Maybe the reason he's a dick to you is because you keep telling everyone he's bipolar. (laughs) Could probably be it. I have to take pills for it too, and I um I keep them in my car. The other day, someone broke into my car and stole them. 
because I think they thought they were opiates, right? Which is ironic because they were trying to get high, but ultimately they probably just became like mentally stable. You know? <laughs> All right, fair. Uh, yeah. You guys, you know what happens when praying mantises have sex, Roman? You know. Exactly. Did you guys hear that? Female kills the male when praying mantises have sex. And a lot of people, when they hear that, they're like, well, why would the male have sex in the first place if he knows that's going to happen? Those people don't understand male sexuality. Because if I knew that every woman I slept with was going to try and kill me afterwards, I'd have they like less sex for sure, you know, but you got to take your chances eventually, right? Like there are already girls who are crazy enough, Roman, you know this, that if you do something wrong, they might try to kill you afterwards, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, stop being a comedian. You're thinking of something funny to say. Like they might try to kill you afterwards. And those girls, everyone knows, are the best at sex, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm Jack. Thanks, guys. Keep it going for Jack Ferguson. Telling us all what we know in our hearts that we know, right? Deep down, we know the crazy ones are the most fun. But you don't marry them. Take it from me. You don't marry them. I'm just joking. Uh, like every uh, San Francisco show I've ever been booked on, all the comics that were booked didn't show up, but a bunch of comics that weren't booked did. And that's why we're very, very uh, excited to bring up your next round of comedians. Uh, we're going to do five minutes for everyone. I'll light you at four. And when I point at you, uh, regardless of whether or not I know your name, please say your name so I can give you a great intro because I don't know any of your names. Uh, your first comedian, we're coming to you. Is it Saren? is a dear, dear friend of mine. Uh, we've known each other since kindergarten. I want you guys to clap real, real hard for Honey G. I feel like this can be called Masochist Anonymous, because honestly, everybody's here like inflicting pain on themselves on stage. Um, I'm gonna talk some shit randomly and see what happens. Um, I'm about to make some enemies too while I'm at it. It's fine. I've been to these uh, shows a few times. I started like a, a month ago doing comedy. Uh, because I decided, well, life is fucking with me, um, so I might as well make good material out of it so I can be like, oh, just life being nice to me. This is um, providing me with some materials to make some money. But I've heard people say the same joke several times. I don't know what's that about. I keep hearing the same jokes, and I'm like, uh, so I'm going to tell you some of the same jokes I told before as well. <laughs> I'm going to join the crew. Welcome me. Do, do we have a ritual? Is there? Uh, no. Okay. Um, so I'm from Ethiopia. It's a third world country, right? Um, and we are poorer than Americans, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, at least we, all our food is organic. You know? <laughs> Y'all out here paying lots of money for organic food. And, um, and they'd be like doing the stupid thing now where they're like, it's a free range chicken. And I'm like, for all that money, do I get a video attached that shows me that same chicken running? Like, how do I know it was free? Like, and the thing is, like, 
you know, some people say people die and go to heaven. Others say their chicken was happy when they killed it. Um, and I don't believe either one because um, I've never met anyone that I've talked to that told me that that happens. And I've also, you know, uh, think that whoever believes that is obviously hates themselves somehow and is just trying to feel better about themselves. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, what was I going to say? Um, I've just been noticing a lot of things that happen around here that like, um, uh, for example, like you talked about being bipolar and my sister is too. And sometimes she just, I love her, but she says some of the craziest things ever. Like we were like, it was, it was intense. But at the same time, when you look back and the moment's intense, but when you look back, it's funny because she was like, we were in the hospital and she was like, um, um, I got weed in my blood and they're gonna pay me a million dollars because they found it out and I'm like whoa <laughs> okay how do you deal with this shit and I'm trying to figure that out so um that was insane but you know life is painful and we deal with it right fuck it um where is my phone I feel like I need a laughing like sound effect <laughs> Can we do that? It's just like a laughing sound effect after I tell every joke. Um, but yeah, uh, I feel like I'm trying to transition into, I've said this before, being a white man. Um, I feel like I am definitely trying to, because like I'm not hating, do what you want, but if someone can be born in the wrong body and gender, can I be born in the wrong body that happens to be in the wrong country? Like, Can I be like an American white man? That's all I'm saying. If we're gonna open the door, let's open it all the way so I can get some power. Um, fuck it. Um, and I, I was like, I'm, I'm like, I'm confused because I'm from a, okay, I'm going to tell you all this and maybe you will understand it. But um, let's say this. Okay. A little girl who's uh, never met her dad asks her mom, mom, when can I talk to daddy? And the mom responds, ask your dad. And it's like, but he's not here. <laughs> and that's exactly what it feels like growing up Christian. Cause, cause I'm like, how am I supposed to ask a motherfucker if he's not here? Like, how am I supposed to talk to him? This makes no sense. And they're like, no, keep asking. And I'm like, uh, but he's not responding. And maybe it's the way you ask. Wait, now it's my fault that God won't talk to me? Great, now I have daddy issues. So if I become a stripper, it's God's fault. Um, <laughs> fuck it. And then I come here, liberals say dumb shit too like now it's like oh you there can't question god here you can't question fucking how many genders are there now how many do we know do we call out numbers and just make it an auction like going once going twice which number do we call uh but it's just like can we like get our priorities straight you know like i curse a lot and people are like oh if you curse you're a bad person i'm like you're trying to save your children from the word fuck. Would you please try to save them from the world being fucked? How about we try that? Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's cool. This is nice. Um, should I do some crowd work, learn how to do that? Hello. I know, I heard you the first time. <laughs> Don't stop me. You're being racist. I'm joking. <laughs> okay. Uh, thanks, I guess. This was painful. You know, I never, I never thought about that. God does make strippers, and that. <laughs> 
I never thought about that. You know what I mean? Like, he makes everything. He makes the trees, the car, he or she, whatever, makes the trees, the cars, and the strippers. That's great. I want to point something out for everyone here, because we're all professional comedians here trying to make our way in the world, except for people listening at home. Right now, uh, both Jack and Roman are doing that wonderful thing where they're contemplating, how many more comics will I listen to before I get to leave? Do I stay for one more? Do I stay for everyone? If you, I'm going to tell you guys right now, if you stay for two more people, you got to stay for the last two people. I'm just letting you know that. Roman just gave me a look like, fuck you, I'll do whatever I want. Your next comedian uh, is someone whose name I absolutely know, but just in case, I'm going to point at him right there and he's going to scream it out. Casey is my, we've been doing shows together since Brainwash back in the day, right? Am I wrong? Please put your hands together for Casey. Get up here. Thanks, Nick. Thank you for hanging out still. You can leave in the middle of my set. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I really don't. Um, hey, I'll, I, oh yeah, half this crowd, like I already ran through my set, so I'll, I'll go with some other shit that still doesn't work, but I'm trying out. Okay. Uh, I'm having a hard time. I had a weird week. Uh, I needed to buy some condoms uh, like on Monday, and so I was at a gas station. I pulled up, and I walked in and uh, into the counter right at the store there. And I went, hey, can I can I get some condoms? And the guy at the counter turned around and he picked out a pack of magnums. And then he just hands it to me. And then we we're just in this standoff <laughs> where he's just like, this is for you, right? And I'm like, those are not for me. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that out loud. I'm just gonna stare at you awkwardly until you figure it out. No, what actually happened was I ended up buying condoms that I'll never use, but. Maybe I'll grow into it. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll grow into it. <laughs> you never know. I mean, they still fit, right? They just don't fit well. Uh, let's see. What else has been happening? Uh, I was, um, you know, San Francisco's really cool. Uh, sometimes I get intimidated by how cultured people are. Uh, I was at a bar recently, and uh, I was just hanging out with the bartender, and he was, you know, just shooting the shit, and... Uh, I tried to be nice. I was just like, yeah, you know, like, I feel like this would be a cool job to meet people. Like, just a cool way to meet really cool people around the city. He goes, just being a bartender. And he was just like, yeah, I'm not actually a bartender. I'm more of a mixologist. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that doesn't sound full of shit <laughs> at all. Like, <laughs> I just love that word, mixologist, because it sounds kind of sciencey, which is an amazing stretch. Uh, <laughs> Just equating mixing drinks to, <laughs> you know, I don't know, things that actual scientists do, like figure out how gravitational waves and, you know, rockets and shit that Sean does. <laughs> like, you know, but I know how to make a mean mojito, so we're the same, right? Like, <laughs> it's just exactly the same. I, uh, yeah, so I also like it really intimidated by like the amount of like, traveling people do sometimes do you guys ever feel that way where like like you know people are like oh i went to sweden and i'm just like i don't know where that is on a map like <laughs> i genuinely don't i just know that's one of the ones where like blonde people live and they have mountains with snow on top and i can't really distinguish it between like switzerland and that some friend of mine said he went to rotterdam i was like is that even a country like <laughs> i don't really i don't really know that uh let's see um I I actually am going to talk about something that I was up, up here already saying shit about. Uh, I have been married for a year. Uh, I love the silence that follows that statement always. And 
<laughs> uh, it's been good, except that uh, sex has changed. It's cliche, but it's true. Like, you just don't have sex the same way you used to. And I brought it up with my wife, and I was just, she was just like, well, sex just really isn't all that important to me anymore. And I was just like, that's really convenient of you to tell me right after I made a promise to only have sex with you. <laughs> this is a great situation that you put me into. Uh, she's, I think that the tall tale sign is just like when a girl just stops like trying to look attractive for you. Uh, it happened to me once when I was 22. Uh, I took a girl on a date. We went to the movies, and she was just like, hey, girl with a dragon tattoo is playing. Do you want to go see it? And I was like, sure. But what I didn't know was that there are two rape scenes in that fucking movie. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I tried covering her eyes like a, <laughs> like a child <laughs> just to make it better. It didn't work out. Next time I saw her, it was just like sweatpants and like mustard stains on her shirt. <laughs> no makeup, just gave up. It's just, yeah. Can't recover from that. It's really hard. I guess it's on me to have the foresight. I don't know. I'm just bumming you guys out. I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> Happy Friday, everybody. One more time for Casey, everyone. Casey, I want to say uh, it gets better, man. Here, here's a strategy. Here's a strategy I use when my wife doesn't want to have sex with me. Uh, internet porn. That's what I use. That's what I do. And it keeps me pretty sane. Your next comedian. Bye, honey. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're, bye, Jack. There you go. It was it, huh? I do. You guys gonna go? Yeah, I That's cool. Right, Have fun. Wait, what's your next show? I'll tell people on the radio to drive over there right now. Where is it at? Piano fight. If you're if you're in your car right now, watch out. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, if you're in your car, go go over to piano fight and uh, and see Jack and Roman do the exact same jokes they just did. Yeah. Go go do that. Uh, bye. Also, give a shout-out. Everyone, real quick, let's give a shout-out to Dave back there who's working his ass off for us, who just walked in with $3 rolled flautas, and I didn't even know what a flauta was until I saw that, and it looks fucking good. Just, it's the original taquito? Damn, taquito fucking stole from the flauta? I can't handle that. That's too much information. But you know who can? This jack motherfucker right here. But give it up. What's your name again? Nathan. Oh, my God. Give it up for him. What's up, guys? Give it up for the four of us, five of us. Yay! The host told me that if I make fun of people, I could get free drugs. Well, let's go for it anyway. Give it up for your, uh, your last comedian, sad Josh Groban. <laughs> You're like Josh Groban if he never figured out what Christmas was. His life just went a little sideways. Sorry, buddy. I hope your wife fucks you sometime. <laughs> Give it up for the man, Mike, back in the back. Yeah, you look like your accountant is a pet rock you used to have. <laughs> Speaking of people who jerk off to murder movies, what's up, dude? What's up? It's good to see you. <laughs> I haven't seen your set again. But uh, no, it's great. Uh, you don't look like an incel. I don't think you do. The thing is just the socks. <laughs> Uh, I learned I learned from you the other day. He's actually pay attention if he's going to talk about it in his set. I hope he's a uh, Japanese Hawaiian. I found out from him that apparently Hawaii chock full of Japanese people now, which was surprising to me. I didn't think they stayed. 
I thought it was a one-way flight. <laughs> what? Come on, I'm sorry. Just because you're in every movie of that guy who does coke in front of his kids because he's too busy? <laughs> I'm kidding. It's called Die Hard. Wait, did he do that in Die Hard? Oh, wait, that guy from Die Hard. Yeah, you did die in Die Hard. <laughs> you didn't even have to put together Ikea furniture first. Uh, bad jokes. Oh, best burner of the night last night. This man right here over at what place was that? It was uh, that coffee shop. You roasted that poor out-of-towner with the most gorgeous Jake Gyllenhaal reference that I've ever seen in my entire life. No, it was really, really good. Uh, <laughs> a little bit like PWP. Uh, just met a really cool girl on uh, Zillow. She's great. I, I think that uh, she's moving a little bit too fast for me. Just all the apartment complexes and asking for my credit card information. I, uh, I found out recently Larry King is getting divorced again. Sixth time. He's 85 years old. Can you imagine that? Going back in the dating pool at 85. Yeah, my hobbies include breathing. <laughs> I really like not slick floors. Big fan of fiber. Like signing checks with my quill. I love suspenders that don't cut into my thin, gross paper mache skin. <laughs> uh, this has got to be at least four. Is it at least four? We had other good comics here. Cardi B list was here. You see, she was really great. Uh, gave a gave us a master's class on vocal fry, which I thought was dope. I wanted to say that in front of her, and now I feel mean because I said it after she left. I know. <laughs> There was that guy here that looked like he knew a lot about the game, of, like Gears of War franchise. What was that guy? <laughs> Roman. <laughs> Looks like he jerks off to a lot of Rob Zombie films, too. Uh, Jack was here, and I can't make fun of him because he looks like me. Uh, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like Jack's lead blocker for, like, douchey bro shit. I just look douchier and broier than him, so, like, he can get all of his stuff off of his chest. And then when I come up on stage, like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Uh, I think that's everybody who was here. Is there anybody else I can make fun of? I can make fun of you again. I don't, I feel like I shouldn't say many more jokes about you, man. I feel like you're right there. I don't think you're depressed, but maybe you ask like the Netflix curator in your brains, like, are you still watching? <laughs> you still there? Are you okay, bro? I'm going to give you just an actual hug after this. Do you want a hug? I think I'd fuck you. I'm sorry, I don't know what your wife isn't seeing in your, in your, you know. Well, all right, give it up. Good job. <laughs> Ran out of steam, radio. Keep it going for Nathan, you heathens. Uh, Nathan, you're not douchey. I mean, uh, well, uh, okay. Let's just say, like, I left my drink unattended there for a while, and I'm not going to drink out of it now. I'll just put it that way, because yeah, I saw you looking at it. Between you and Jack. Jack's a little... Now, y'all look exactly the same. Uh, but I'll tell you who doesn't look the same. And it's not because he's Japanese or Hawaiian. It's because he is sticking to the headband look right now. And I am with him for that. And I want you guys to start clapping right now for a man who's actually a new friend of mine, Headband Cody. Here we go. Oh, my God. This whole time I was just like, tight five, not tight five. Like, do, am I going to do drop a tight five? Right? I actually, so I work at a grocery store, and it takes all of my, you know, restraint not to just pick. You know how they have the pager? 
at grocery stores where they like pick it up and then they like page people like just to pick up the phone and just drop the tight five like on everybody in the store <laughs> that'd be the biggest audience i've ever <laughs> like during during like the lunch rush just be like uh i'm just gonna no, i'm not gonna tell any jokes uh i just i've been thinking about a lot of tweets lately i just made a tweet today um i made a tweet how the fuck the how, how <laughs> fucking made a tweet god damn it dude I was on the Twitter today and I made a tweet. Uh, the tweet was, um, well, it's actually, it's, it's technically a joke, but it's really bad. Um, what is an odd number's favorite, or least favorite time of day? What? The evening. What? Is Kaiser still here? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, I'll never tell that joke ever again. <laughs> those. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> unmake that no and then i posted a picture of of kermit killing himself you know that that gif of him like just jumping anyway um this is a this is very productive uh so oh i want to do so i do work at a like so like there's a lot of racial tension these days right um <laughs> like for example i work at a grocery store i mentioned that already so at the grocery store that i work at which i work uh i uh, I witnessed, I'm a cashier there, I witnessed a uh, white man cut in front of an Asian man, which is a borderline hate crime, in my, uh, according to the world, I think. Uh, but, so he cut in front of him, the Asian man stood up for himself. I was really proud of him. I was, I was like, Yang Gang. And he's like, what did you say? And I was like, Yang, not Yang Gang. I was like, uh, oh, it's a doggy. Y'all, y'all know about this joke, right? Like, yeah. so he just goes off and says Asian, which is like, is that that's weird? Like, is that what he says in all the situations that he has trouble in? Like, when he like gets cut off in traffic, he just goes car. Or like, he ruins a long-term relationship with somebody that he really loved, but he couldn't, you know, continue it because he's he's too afraid to commit, and he just goes dad. <laughs> or like he uh. He's, he has to name, like, like he has to name the uh, the sea monkeys that he just got. And he goes, crustacean. And I'm like, oh, Asian. I get it. He was just trying to name the sea. That doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> crustacean, Asian, Asian. <sighs> Dude, this is depressing. <laughs> 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 oh, bro. Ten more minutes. Okay. It's a cool headband, man. Let's drop my. Let's drop my. Let's drop my tie. No, the helmet. Really, though. How much time? Yeah. Two more minutes. Okay. <laughs> Two more minutes. Uh, I'll just. I'll just fucking work out my headband joke. So uh, I think. You, I think you can tell a lot about somebody, just by looking into their eyes. You know. You can tell if they're lying, if they're tired, if they're Asian. You can tell all of that. Like I'm Asian. I'm Japanese. The headband is for emphasis. People call me the Karate Kid, which is the only thing that offends me racially, because the Karate Kid is from Jersey and he's Italian. Uh, that's why he's called the Karate Kid, by the way. Like, if he was Asian, he would just be the kid. Like, there's no questioning that. Um, but, you know, I'm I'm not Italian, nor am I from Jersey. I'm uh, Japanese and from Hawaii, which means I have a lot of mixed feelings about Pearl Harbor. Uh, you know, it's an important day for my grandparents, uh, my family in general. is the day that they uh, 
decided whether or not they're going to fight for a utopia where, uh, you know, everything, everybody's free and everything works, or the winners, and they chose the winners, everybody, they chose, I could be on a bus somewhere, or I could be on, in Japan right now, like, have grown up there and just already committed suicide, but here I am, fucking, <laughs> all, still on my way to do it, but at a slower pace, you know, them Japanese always doing things a little early. Thank <laughs> you, <Like> everybody. <laughs> Uh, headband Cody, one more time, everyone. I'll tell you this, though, uh, Cody, if that if that moniker sticks, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But we're we're calling you that for now. Casey's going to make sure it sticks. Casey's like, what's going on? Please change your name to that. Uh, also, I just came back from Japan, man, and you fucked up. It's great there. It sucks here. It is fucking phenomenal there. So clean. Oh my god, man. One thing about Japan that I really appreciate is how clean it is for how few trash cans there are. It is fucking crazy. There's not a trash can in the entire country of Japan, and there's no trash on the ground. I don't know how they do that, because we can't fucking figure out how to clean anything here. Uh, we're down to your final uh, two comedians. Warhol, do you want to go up after this? Or do you want to do something? Okay. Uh, before that, though, this gentleman's been waiting here for a long time, and I know that because every time I come up on stage, the brightness of his socks hit me in the eye so hard. I will say this. For a man... In, in 2019, who is wearing dark jeans and even darker shoes, those white athletic socks are just piercing through the night. And I, I, and I respect that, and I want it to stop. What is your name? Sean. Sean. What is your, what is your last name, guy? Riley. Uh, put your hands together for Sean Riley, everyone. <laughs> How about instead of jokes, I just do that. Yeah, yeah you like that? You want to see more? Uh, you can put a dollar right there in my shoe if you want. <laughs> uh, what's up, Mutiny? Round two? We feeling good? Round fucking two. Dude, honestly, this is, this is the fucking OG crowd, dude. Everyone that left is a giant pussy. Uh, like... I really do believe that, dude. Like, this game is all about showing up, man. You just got to fucking show up and show up and show up, and then you die, and it's great. <laughs> like, uh, my, my, my track and field coach always said that. He's like, Sean, all you got to do to get good as a hurdler, as a hurdler, he's like, all you got to do to get good at hurdling is show up. And I was like, well, what about hurdling? <laughs> <laughs> Can I, uh, I, I talked to my coach, I was like, wait, you're telling me that I can be an expert hurdler if I just show up and I just hang out? Can I do my homework? Can I fucking oogle at the women on the track and field team? Dude, there were some hot ass bitches. Wow. F dude, ugh. there's all men in here and I just feel like I uh, shouldn't say hot ass bitches. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Uh, well, all right. <laughs> Women, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My name's uh, Cody Abe. <laughs> my name's my name's head. I'm headband Cody's uh, white brethren. <laughs> uh, I'm just, uh, I'm just. We're having fun, guys. Um, what? I can't say hot ass bitches. That's a compliment. That is a compliment, dude. Like if someone called me a hot ass bitch, I'd be like, stop. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even matter who it was, dude. Literally anyone, like a homeless guy. Hey, you're a fucking hot ass bitch, are you know? Like, 
like, you, you're so sweet. You smell so good for a homeless guy. Okay. Um, hey, man, how are those taquitos? Amazing. They were $3. I don't know about that. I'm skeptical. <laughs> Flautas? <laughs> the flautas dude there's this uh i'm gonna steal the, okay I, I there's a joke that my friend who's not a comedian tells and i'm gonna steal it from him is that okay yeah. okay it's not even a joke um until i make it a joke um there's this art there's this author and he's like a latino guy he's really funny he's a, or he's a, he's a very serious latino author um you know what i'm not gonna no way it it's something he goes something like this it's like uh all of he write he he's written like a few books and they all start with like the same sentence it's like i was born in my i was sitting in the windowsill in my childhood home and and uh mama was making flautas that's not that's weird that's almost racist guys i'm sorry <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, wait, can I, I, there's still a chance for me to win the drugs, right? <laughs> uh, Hey, Nathan, uh, after this, are you going to go shoot up the Joker movie <laughs> with that, that, that jacket? Uh, that, did I win? Also, how are we going to vote on whose roast was the best? You get to choose what? Oh, that's can dogs eat weed? Well, they could eat weed, but they, would they like? Dude, I feel like dogs. You know, you ever know dogs? Dogs have great lives, guys, because dogs don't have to worry about climate change. You never see a dog going like. You never see a dog going like roof. BP man, BP's ruining the world, man. Roof, roof. You know, dogs are dogs are having great lives. You know what I mean? It's like we're the only creature that's like s smart enough to understand how like miserable our existence is. Dogs live miserable fucking lives. If if you had my brain in a dog, I would literally kill myself, dude. Cuz I'd be like being a dog is just like what how am I going to get to self-actualization as a dog, dude? <laughs> Callbacks between sets. Two All right. Uh, hey, you guys, thank you so much for sticking around. Uh, let's make some noise for your host and give it up one more time for Muni Radio for having us. One more time for Sean. I will say this. If you were a male dog, Sean, you could legitimately fuck bitches. That's what you could do. That's a science joke. Or an environmental. I don't know. Here's what I'll say this. It was either that or I was going to say, hey, the next time I see you, I want you to wear all white black socks. How about that? That's a funnier joke. Yeah, Pam gave me a ton of uh, what she calls uh, uh, candy, like little snacks to give to everyone. But the, here's the thing. She only gave me one container, and I don't, I don't do the marijuana. So uh, I'm just going to, as you guys file out, I'm going to put one in each of your hands like it's Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Oh, you can have all, oh, you have great burns. I'll give you two. How about that? These guys don't need them. Cody doesn't need them. Look at Cody right now. Look how high he is with that fucking headband on. He doesn't need it. Uh, also, I love that you were like worried that the dog was going to eat a weed treat and not realizing that it came in with Warhol. So at some point, <laughs> that dog has been exposed to a lot of marijuana. Uh, has he? <laughs> He's still standing. I wouldn't be. Uh, Warhol, do you want to do some time? Yeah, come on up here. Put your hands together for Warhol. Yeah, Sean's going to come back. He's going to be dressed in alt-right. Oh. It's going to be awesome. Hey, buddy. 
Uh, clapping is a command for my dog, so applause confuses him. And he hangs out with me, so every stage that he sees, he thinks he's supposed to get on it immediately. Not jokes, just that, okay. Fuck you, I wrote a joke, I'll tell it to you. Have you ever um, prayed for someone not to be pregnant? Like, prayed biblically. I mean, wish for the death of a firstborn son, you know what I'm saying? I love you too, baby. How many, they say never perform with children or my dog. How many indigenous natives inhabit the burning Amazon rainforest? How many? Brazilians. <laughs> Brazilians of them. Honestly though, yeah, he's, He's tweaking, son. Siri, <laughs> Siri, I love you. How you doing? You're so high. You're higher than me. Nice to see you. Um, I do think we should save the world, though. I think we should do something about climate change. Like, at least, like, I think it would be a shame if at least we didn't make sure that our planet lasted long enough for us all to figure out how hot Greta Thornburg's going to be because, Jesus, like, it would just be a tragedy. She's 16, and I don't know if you know the, I don't know if you know the Swiss age of consent, but I bet she does. All right. I think it would be a tragedy if we destroy the planet before she turns 18. That's what I'm saying. It's a consent joke, not a rape joke, actually, if you stuck around. You know what I used to love as a kid? Getting my dick sucked. Uh, I, was an, I was an altar boy. Everything you've heard is true. We ring the bells, we light the candles. I saw this church called St. Kevin's, and I was curious, like, I wonder what Kevin's been up to, you know? So I looked it up, and apparently Kevin is most famous because this woman tried to seduce him, so he drowned her, and they built him a church. He baptized her to death. I feel like the Virgin Mary was in on it, you know? Because I saw her statue in the courtyard and she just looked really smug. She looked like she knew something. You look like the preppy that's somehow popular in an 80s movie, even though we can tell he's a dork from hindsight. <laughs> you look like hindsight. Hey, baby. What do you think? You think Bernie Sanders' heart attack makes it any uh, more or less likely that I'll get to fuck his wife one day? <laughs> She's got good taste, man. I don't know. They really look, uh, they released like an, uh, an after video from his heart attack, and it kind of looked like American Splendor a little bit. American, what is it? Where are those farmers? The pitchfork, the pitchfork, American. American Gothic. <laughs> it looked like, you know, once upon a time in America. Um, so a lot of people don't like seeing ugly guys with beautiful women. Like a lot of people don't like seeing gorgeous ladies with hideous dudes, but I like knowing where the cocaine is. I enjoy it. 
I do. I was uh, I was at Delirium, and this guy, I was in the bathroom. This guy came out of the stall. He clapped me on the back. It's a good show. And I told him, dude, you better wash your hands or share that Coke. <laughs> like, cocaine is so powerful. It's so powerful. It can give you superpowers even if you don't snort it. Like, if you're in a room with people who don't want to share their cocaine, you become invisible. But it won't help you fight crime. Because if you get between someone and cocaine, crime will fight you. Excuse me, do we have a blue Ford Lexus? A blue Ford Lexus. Hey, man, it wasn't going that well, to be honest. It, no, it's not. I'm, no, I'm telling you. Do you want to do my closer real quick? No? All right. I thought my girlfriend liked cocaine more than she liked me, and I was right because she didn't dump coke yesterday. Thank you. God. One more time for all of the comedians you guys heard tonight. Thank you so much for sticking around. Uh, and one more, keep your keep your applause going for Dave back there in the booth, uh, kicking it with us. Uh, this has been uh, something. This has been something. I don't know if this is a show so much as it was uh, a little bit of a workshop, very painful, and a lot of things were said tonight. Uh, and I want everyone to know uh, that everything was said in the vein of comedy. And if you're out there listening and you take any offense to that, uh, tweet any of your feedback to at Cody Abe. Uh, he will... He will just wrap it real tight in his headband and just internalize it for the humor. Uh, and just real quick, unemployed Hawkeye, Tranny Geisha, Buster Keaton. All right. Damn, he wants the weed. That's what he wants. Uh, we got plenty of weed to go around for everyone. Uh, tune in next week or whatever. It's Mutiny Radio. Uh, until next week, I love you. I've been Nick Scarpino. Thank you. Bye.
for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF.
weekly review with roman hi i'm roman today it's it's friday november 9th 2018 we have a call hello 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 hi sir i'm calling on decoded line my name is rajat singh can i talk to alberto ocha um so i've got the wrong number i'm afraid Okay, sir. Not an issue, sir. Sorry to bother you. That's okay. Have a good day. Bye. You too, sir. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye. Okay. Uh, so we do have our phone lines open, as you can tell. Um, 415-550-0511. Feel free to call in. We're hopefully going to get some calls in. Uh, I don't want to... I have a... I don't want to jinx myself. Uh, it's I, This show I plan for like a little bit, and then also... Uh, a lot of it is just happenstance. So um, hopefully we'll be having some calls in later today. Uh, that would be great. Uh, and in the meantime, I'll be going over this past week, which <laughs> I'm already tired and the show hasn't started yet, barely. Uh, also, I've been playing some music and we'll be playing some music throughout the show from JKLM from Invalidations Volume 2. And I really want to encourage folks to find this music and buy it. And you can do so um, at jubakalamka.bandcamp.com. And that's J U B A K A L A M K A.bandcamp.com. And we've had both uh, Juba and Leroy on the show before. And really want to encourage folks to support local artists. So, again, I'll be playing some music from Invalidations. Validations Volume 2 by JKLM. So please do check that, that out. Um, yeah. Oh, I usually start the show with a trigger warning. So trigger warning, we're talking about the news and current events and horrible things that are happening. And yeah, thanks for listening. Who listens? Uh, apparently we get a lot of listeners. We've gotten statistics and there's over, I think it's around 12,000 downloads a month. Um, and that's for like all the shows, all the weekly review shows that are in our archive, which go back to January of 2015. The show goes back to December of 2013 and the other shows they're they're around somewhere. They're not in a, uh, 
what do they call it when you, my memory is, I don't smoke pot anymore, but my memory still is, it's going. I think just because there's so much happening in the world, it's a lot to keep track of. And time capsule, yes, a time capsule, AKA uh, uh, an external hard drive, a couple external hard drives around. Uh, there are previous shows from 2014 and late 2013 that are around there. There's a missing episode out there that we don't know where it is. It exists so somewhere in the universe. So if you're interested in, in hearing about uh, how things were also terrible before 2016, which a lot of folks have been saying, feel free to check out our, our older shows. And just to, it's about the patterns that are taking place. Uh, yeah, uh, so we're, we're broadcasting live in, in the Mission District in San Francisco. We're on Ohlone land. And grateful to have the, the, the space and the opportunity to speak. A lot of corporate media doesn't speak the truth and or it's extremely biased. And I guess as a humans, we all are biased in our own way. And wanting to recognize here, we don't really have any... Uh, this is just me, pretty much. Uh, I learn news from <laughs> folks I know, from activists, from folks on the ground, from independent media, and I feel it's really crucial that we get the word out there as to what's actually happening, as opposed to what corporate media says or doesn't say, or the size they take, uh, which tends to be against the people, against uh, working class folks, by and large. So we'll be going over a little bit of that today. It's, I mean, where to start with the week? I was thinking about this before I went on the air, and it's like, okay, so there was the election. There was a big wildfire in Northern California. The air quality here is pretty, really, it's really bad. So I encourage folks out there, if you're able to get, like, at least N95 or higher masks. Again, that's N95 or higher. You can get them at some drugstores, hardware stores. Um, it's really... Uh, the the air quality is just real. I don't know how else to say it, but we've unfortunately had to experience this number of times before with the wildfires. I've also heard conspiracy theories, which I'm not totally. I mean, yes, in climate change, and also, why wouldn't folks, government, whomever, I don't know who, the idea of attacking Californians? It's I and it's not. I don't. I'm not full. It's just. It's this idea that. I don't want to put these ideas forward without being completely founded on it. So this is just conjecture. It's just hearing from folks who've lived up in, in counties where there have been these massive wildfires and that there's something in addition to the, the climate change has been something that folks have said. So I want to, I want to put that out there. Um, more, I mean, regardless of the reason to just encourage folks to get masks to protect your, your lungs. So again, N95 or higher, preferably N100, I believe folks are asking for. Um, if you see folks who are on the street, in particular um, elderly folks, folks with breathing issues, please do get masks for folks if you are able, putting that out there. Okay, so that's okay. That's something else that's happening. Uh, and there was another mass shooting in Thousand Oaks, California. I think there was like 306 or 308 so far this year. So it's not quite every, not quite one shooting a day, but it's pretty close to that. And it's gotten to the point where folks are so, it's normalized. Violence in this culture is normalized. And also just there are talks, of course, you know, folks mentioned gun control. And I think if folks want to mention gun control, we really need to talk about law enforcement and the military and the and toxic masculinity and the patriarchy and who are the folks who are actually doing these shootings. In addition to the weapons they're using, there are folks who also kill people through policies. There are people who kill people through not letting people have housing or evicting people or not letting people have food or maybe arresting people for stealing food, arresting people for trust trying to exist. So, and then also the empire that we're in, the crumbling empire that we're in, one of the many crumbling, crumbling empires where if you train to 
people to shoot and kill people abroad, it, it's if it happens at home, I don't understand why people are so surprised. If that's what's happening other places, if that's what people we're training people to do, and it's not an excuse for it, it's to, hey, look, let's look at the root of this to make it stop. And also, hey, mental health services, hello. If we have more mental health services instead of punitive services, instead of having cops arrest people, uh, how about having mental health professionals talk with people? It's, it's kind of common sense, and a lot of folks, I know I'm on board, I mean, a lot of folks are like, yeah, that makes sense. However, if people are funneling money into harming people and causing more harm to folks and locking people up, which doesn't help people, that's where we're at where we're at today so oh yeah and then uh, jeff sessions the fucking racist ass elf got fired and folks are some folks are upset in that it's going to put the Mueller investigation because there are folks who are really in believing the system's going to work and the system has kind of fucked us over and the system is kind of why we're at where we're at right now so there's a big there's a lot of protests yesterday and usually i'm like yeah protests great people in the streets awesome excellent and at the same time i wonder where folks can be um when there are ice raids when there are police killing people when there are fascistic policies being put in place and there are folks who definitely show up for those. I'm, I'm thinking about like the larger numbers. Can folks show up to defend people who are being targeted by the FBI as opposed to trying to support folks in the FBI, for instance? Just looking at the FBI as like the broader, uh, the broader scale of the history of that organization and folks they've gone after. They've gone after communists. They've gone after anti-fascists. They've gone after Black Panthers. They've gone after folks who are fighting for a, a free and just society. So it's interesting to see a lot of liberals kind of, and other folks too, kind of go to like, let's support these folks. And that also brings me to uh, the fact that I'm even talking about this is just so fucking frustrating where it's, you know, and I get that it's, I'm not, it's best I know to call people in and not call people out. It's great that folks are organizing and on short notice can come together and get in the streets and I also feel like there are targets out there, like when nationalists try to organize and come into towns and college campuses, Identity Europa is one of the white supremacist organizations. They've been like targeting campuses and putting up flyers and everything. And the Proud Boys, when folks like this try to organize, we need massive amounts of people to push them out. So I'm glad that folks are coming together. And also, let's see about folks, um, coming okay i've got a phone call so i'm gonna put on some more music while i uh i take this and we'll be uh back in a bit some money right Enough. 
Listeners out there, this is on online. So listeners of the show, The Weekly Review, listeners of Mutiny Radio, folks who have been listening to the show before. There may be some uh, first-time listeners as well. So this goes out to everyone who has internet access. 
Um, we're based in San Francisco. However, it's online, so folks can listen um, anywhere. Wow. And, and pregnant women and, and so on. So I, my focus is to be able to just provide direct support and aid, whatever that means. If it's Tylenol, if it's chemistry pads, if it's cancer loss, blood loss, whatever it is that I can provide just immediately. So that, that's, I'm trying to do that right now. Um, but I do want to say something right now. Um, there's been a lot of conversations within the caravan and the so-called organizers of the caravan. Um, and there's been talks that they're having meetings with members of the UN and the Mexican government wow. uh, asking for buses. There's a lot of women and a lot of sick people and children especially, a lot of also people with disabilities um, and making the trek from uh, several months forward where, is, where we are right now. We are here in center of Mexico, making the trek all the way to Tijuana is about a month, at least a month um, of a trek. And it is dangerous and it is it is hard on the body and on the mind. And so they, ha they have been announcing and discussing that they are in conversation uh, with the UN to ask for buses. Mm. But that hasn't happened. And, and to be honest, I don't think it's going to happen. So the UN is in Yeah. So uh, I have a critique about that. I have a critique because it would seem to me that the best course of action would be to create like a crowdfunding campaign to raise funds to charter buses to at least to at least use charter buses for the most vulnerable people of the caravan to alleviate that um, and then let whoever wants to continue on the caravan, mostly mostly young men and, and able-bodied people, if they want to make that choice. 
and make up a little bit of um, and, and continue on land and take on all those risks, then that's fine. I understand and I would support that. But I would like to, to say this. I, I would like to say that to the people who are unaware that they are in a political caravan, that they are making a political statement, the people that were not weak or, or, or haven't made that choice for themselves, i.e. children and babies, um, I, I think that there are ways, there are concrete, direct ways to alleviate that. And, and if I was a national organization with connections, that is one of the things that I would be looking for right now is to raise money and just raise money to charter buses. And, and take the most vulnerable and, and sick people and children to the, to the border. Um, and so it, it, it seems like a simple thing, and it is a simple thing, because, because the politics are not simple. It's very deep and complicated. And so that's one thing that I really wanted to say, for people to start thinking about that, at least questioning that. You know, why, why haven't buses? I know funding and money coming in. I'm just one person, and I'm getting donations from a lot of people in my community, and I'm not even a 501 But if I was a, a 501c3, with a with a with an audience and and a donor base and the eyes of the world on me, I I would like to leverage that. I would like to leverage that and, and, and into something material that could that could alleviate right now something very simple. You know, there are people right now still at the camp. Half of about fifteen hundred people still at the camp, mostly children who are sick. And, and if we could put them on a bus, yeah. You know, and if we could put them on the bus instead of expecting them to make the trek on foot. Right. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Um, well, if you like it, we can. I know you had the the PayPal up. Do, should we share that? Is that cool if we go ahead and share that with listeners? It's hard to hear you. Oh, so sorry. Oh no, sorry about that. Or right, we're a little bit uh, the tech problem. We have some tech issues here. I was, I was asking if it was possible if we could um, share the PayPal that you uh, set up. So folks can contribute to you directly. Yes, it's it's. Uh, I can I can email it to you, but I'll say it now. I don't know if you'll hear it. Sure. Feathered pebble. Feathered pebble. <laughs> I'm so bad. Okay. Great. Oh no 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 you're. You're great. I really, I really appreciate you calling in. There's, I mean, there's so much information that a lot of us just don't know. So I really appreciate you being there and sharing that with us. Right. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Right. Definitely. Absolutely. And I think also just, you know, from the, the from just dealing with the America, the America's history, the U.S. history and how it was the empire. It's the just how it, so much of this is caused by the destruction from this country in the first place. And I, I would hope that more folks here would recognize that. Yeah. Yes. Right. Definitely. Thank you so much for saying that. And I really, I, I hear you and I feel like there's so much just to continue just to, to learn about and also just different methods to try as well and different tactics. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for being down there. Is there anything else you uh, would like to share? We have, we have plenty of time. So yeah. organization that has those resources, that has a vehicle, that has ways to 
said maybe more supplies that I can't carry on my backpack, you know, like a turtle, and actually um, be able to to uh, get more more people. So that's what I'm doing now, and I want to make sure that I do that responsibly. So that's another thing that I'm doing. That's great. Wow. Thank you. Okay. Excellent. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. And send lots of love and solidarity to all the folks uh, down there as well. And know Thank that there's so, there's so many of us Everybody, here. Yeah. Everyone needs to go to Tijuana when the caravan goes to the border and it's near California. Everybody needs to go there and support. We all need to go there in mass. Everyone needs to go. That's, I can't say that enough. Great. We'll put that message out for sure. Thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right. Big thank you so much to Jesse for calling in with all that information. Um, yeah, so much information there and really, really grateful. And time and time again, it's really the folks doing direct action, the folks working with people, uh, finding out what people's needs are is the way to go. Um, I've just found that time and time again. So again, sending lots of love and solidarity to the folks down there. And again, if you can, or if you're able to contribute, please contribute. I'll bring up the, um, the PayPal and the information. Again, if you want to follow Jesse on Twitter for more information, you can do so. And that's at slender butter and that's at S L E N D E R B U T T E R. So that's one way to find information and links as well. And then there's also that the PayPal, which I will, um, bring up in a little bit here i don't have it right in front of me uh so just financially and then also just to spread the word and it's uh, a really important point was just mentioning the you know children there and it's something that i think for myself anyway it's something that's easy to kind of forget about and not to think about children's agency and but to really think about what's the best for 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 children as well as pregnant folks <laughs> 